and get in, uh, get in the tournament. We're playing really, really good right now, obviously. We've got a, a tough, tough schedule, and uh, you know, we just gotta hope for the best oh and uh, go out there and play Derby on Thanksgiving, and then uh, hope we catch, catch some breaks. I hope we get the opportunity. I'll play anybody. I'm, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're excited, we're playing well, so uh, I hope we get the opportunity. The playoffs? Yeah. Come on, man. Yes, sir. We, we do anything going to playoffs, and we should, so. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. This is the Meat Grinder on Game Time CD. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Bully. With me, as always, is Peter Bergwijn. Peter, how are you? Good, good, good. Just getting ready for uh, what will probably be the busiest week of the year. <laughs> it has been an absolutely crazy week. We had the state championships last week. We had uh, Yale Harbor going on in the middle of it all, the craziness that happened here. But now we have finally reached, in my opinion, the greatest week in the Connecticut sports calendar, and that is Thanksgiving week, where you, you find out who is in the state, who is in, and who is, is not in the state playoff races. You have rivalry games, family, Thanksgiving. Everyone comes in from out of town, and they all go out to their local football game for the most part, and they go and enjoy just an, an awesome day. Of football, and it's a day that everyone just perks up and starts paying attention to what's going on in the high school football world. So, if you haven't been here yet, welcome. We'll break down all the playoffs. We'll break down everything you need to know. But there has been a, there's been a push now that, that you know, and there always seems to be one. We're always talking about it. Is that is Thanksgiving football run its course here? I say, hell no. But there's a good push for that, and we'll have a few people on to talk about those things in a little bit. But we have a lot to get to. This is going to be a, a, a pretty big show here because what you really came here for are the state playoff scenarios. And and let me just tell you, it's been uh, it's been kind of an interesting playoff situation. We kind of know where we all are. At the top of the show, you heard from the Shelton Gales talking about their scant, scant state playoff hopes after beating Fairfield Prep 49-19. to And that's really all you can hope for. You win, you try and do your best, and you win. And you'd see what happens on Thanksgiving week. They play Derby in that annual clash over at Ryan Field this year. And uh, they just got to win and pray. So we'll break it all down for you. But uh, I'm excited, Pete. I can't wait. Yeah, there's just something about playing on those Thursday mornings. That's just, you know, you get there at like 8, 8.30 for a 10 o'clock game. And it's kind of just like no one's there. <laughs> like, you you know, maybe sometimes you beat, like, the teams there themselves, and you just kind of sit there, and, you know, usually it's a beautiful day, and you kind of just sit there, and you kind of just soak it all in. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is to me, like I said, the greatest day in the Connecticut, uh, on the greatest day in the Connecticut sports calendar, bar none. I mean, if you want to get rid of it, you're, you're, you're crazy. But uh, with that said, here's the teams that qualified last week. It was only a handful of them because there were only a handful of games. But in Class Double L, you have Cheshire 
getting in with their victory over Harding. They're in for the first time since 2009 when they won it all. Welcome back, Rams and Ramland, Jake Macklin and the guys. Welcome back. And then just a few uh, minutes after that, we found out that Greenwich, the defending class double L champs, have clinched their spot. We talked to Anthony Morell last week. And uh, they don't even need to be stable. They are definitely, well, they need it for seeding, but they are definitely in. So that's only two spots left in Class L. In Class L, Berlin is joined. Berlin, can you believe it? Like you said, one of the great stories this season. It's got to be the greatest team story in the state this year for everything, you know, football-related. Injuries that that team has gone through, the fact that they're even with a shot to go back to the state finals. Obviously, they're in L this year. They're going to have to play some good teams, but yeah. they're in, and that's all you got to do is you get in, and, and, and anything can happen. So good to yeah. go for Stitch that. Yeah, to as Mark Holmes reminded us, assistant Mark Holmes, stitched together with duct, duct tape. tape. <laughs> duct tape. And, uh, and they go out and they take care of business on in the wishbone bowl. So Berlin is in. That's half the playoff field complete in Class L. Moving over to Class M, which has somehow become the toughest one to get in this year, which completely defied exactly what we said. We said this is going to be a six and four, uh, six and four setup here. No, two losses might not get you in in Class Del uh, Class M. ATI joined the field this week by beating Thames River. They're in the in for the second time in program history. Um, they beat uh, Thames River, become the third team in, to clinch in Class M. Five spots are remaining there. In Class S, we had no qualifiers, but Bullard Havens and Ansonia have clinched, clinched quarterfinal games. Uh, so that's basically where we stand. Now, to the scenarios. Just to quickly tell you how this all works. You get 100 points for a victory, and you get 10 points for every team you defeated their victories. So if a team you defeated went 8-2, and two, you get 180 points. The only time that changes is if you're a small school playing larger so you get an ex extra 10 points for every higher class up an opponent you played there is some of the larger schools do get penalized but only if it's an out of league game that's not sanctioned by the the al carbone alliance and then they average the points in the top eight get in so in class double l it's pretty simple six teams are in Ridgefield will join the field regardless of whether they beat danbury or not they're they're low points their average of 97 points it's going to be tough to top by a lot of the contenders. So regardless of whether they beat Danbury, they're going to be in. That's going to be seven teams. The key now is NFA. NFA beats New London. They will complete the field. That means Shelton, Connard, and even Ludlow, which is still mathematically alive, but realistically not, all have a shot. Uh, we'll, we'll be out of the race. If NFA loses, it's going to be tight. And that will open the door up for Connor, which beat Hall in the Mayor's Cup, which is pretty crazy. That game on a last-second field goal. And Shelton, which needs desperate, need, desperately needs bonus points. And it needs them from NFA. But if NFA wins, they're going to be out. So they only have two bonus games on the table for them. We call them bonuses because those are teams that they want to win on Thanksgiving to give them 10 points each. So uh, it's looking really good for NFA, uh, regardless of whether they beat New London or not. But if they don't and they don't get their bonuses, uh, maybe you open the door for Connor to Shelton. Class L, a little less clear-cut, but still pretty much set. New Canaan, regardless of whether they beat Darianne in the Turkey Bowl on Thanksgiving, they'll know even before they go into the game what their playoff prospects are. But New Canaan looks like they're going to get in. And if they win, they're probably going to get a home game. 
Which was wild to think about five weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's going to be unbelievable. Uh, the other big game that's going on Wednesday night is Weatherfield versus Newington. They're, right now, they are 6-7 in the standings. The winner is in for sure. The loser is going to probably get in regardless. Newington's, both of their floors are very, are, are pretty high, and a lot of teams are going to have a lot of trouble catching them. So I'm projecting right now the loser of Weathersfield, Newington, is probably getting in. The key now is Massick versus Newtown Wednesday night. Massick wins. Massick will complete the field. Wilton's out. Windsor's out, regardless of what happens, and the, some of the rest of them here. If Massick loses, it opens the door for a pretty tight race between Wilton and Windsor. Windsor plays Middletown, which is a pretty tough team, and Windsor has been great this year. So if Windsor loses that game, they're out, and Massick loses, it looks like Wilton is going to be the one, the team that's going to outpoint. And Wilton's going to know because both because New uh, Massick Newtown's Wednesday, Windsor Middletown's Wednesday. Yeah, and then all Wilton would have to do is beat Trinity Catholic, which has struggled this year, and Wilton four. Yes, in their big rivalry game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> They used to play. They used to play Richfield. I mean, I can't can imagine why they wouldn't do that. Well, they anymore. changed it to Danbury because Danbury didn't have a rival. So sometimes you figure these <sighs> things out. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so uh, so that's basically what Windsor and Wilton are looking at. They need Massick to lose Wednesday night to open the door for them to get in, and it's going to be a tight race. If you look at the bonuses, I'm th- I'm going to project that Wilton is probably going to get in. Um, the rest of them, Quinnebog has a prayer. It's going to need Wilton and Windsor maybe to lose, or it's just it's a prayer. And Fitch, same thing. Middletown, same thing. I'm going to skip over Class M for a minute because that's a mess. <laughs> Class M's a mess. Just how we drew it up. Going to Class S, Bullard Havens and Anson, as we said, have clinched home quarterfinals. Bloomfield's probably going to get one if they beat Gla- is going to get one if they beat Glassenberry. Plainfield is about as close as you can be to win. They got to win to get in. I think even if Plainfield loses, they're probably still going to get in. Because there's not a lot of teams that can catch them. And if teams below there lose enough, Plainfield is going to be in. They play Griswold Wheeler on Thanksgiving morning. Sheehan, which had to come back to beat Hamden. Wild game. In a wild game that you caught at the end of uh, to keep their playoff hopes churning. That gave him a nice push. Hamden is double L. So Sheehan got three ex- 30 extra points there for beating an S school, beating a double L. <laughs> So Sheehan basically beating Lyman Hall, they will put them in. Woodland beating Seymour, that will put them in. Holy Cross on Thanksgiving beating Wilkett, that will put them in. All right, so that's seven spots. Plainfield, Sheehan, Woodland, Holy Cross win in. If any of those teams loses, it opens the door for some of the teams below them. Stafford Summers, East Windsor, Plainfield, even North Brantford, and Seymour and Griswold Wheeler and Waterbury Creek, it's, 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 it's dire. But and even North Brantford is looking at a slice. So now you're looking at basically nine, eight, the Stafford, whoever the Stafford, whoever can get in between Stafford and Plainville. If Sheehan loses, if Holy Cross loses, if if Woodland, even Woodland loses, it opens the door for Stafford and Plainville to get in with wins. Uh, so they're going to be kind of sweating bonuses. Um, if 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 those top four teams get in, it's going to come down to the two of them. And it's just going to be coming down to bonuses. Holy, uh, Stafford has 30. It's probably only going to, going to get one, if that. Plainville has 30, 40, but they have a they have a lower ceiling than Stafford. So they're going to hope Stafford doesn't get any. And then uh, they're going to ho- have to hope a lot of their bonuses comes in. And I'll be honest, it's not looking really good. Law, maybe, maybe Law over Foreign, Talon over E.O. Smith. They're going to be looking at those. They also have Avon, which is probably not going to beat Simsbury. But if you look, they both have Cromwell, Rocky Hill, and they're on opposite sides of it. Right. So 
that the winner of that game will help either Stafford or Plainville immensely because other than that, none of their bonuses are really in their favor for either Stafford or Plainville. Right, so they're going to be sweating. So those if those four top teams win, they're all going to be in, and it's going to come down to 8-9. and nine. Then they start knocking them off. If, like, Holy Cross happens to lose to Wilkett, which is certainly possible. Happened last year. Seymour can beat Woodland. Seymour's been playing great of late. You know, and I mean, Lyman Hall typically during this run of Sheehan has not been able to really handle Sheehan, so maybe that's probably not in, in the realm. But if it happens, I mean, they do have some good players. We've seen crazier things. We've happen. seen crazier things happen. I just like Plainfield at the most. I like Plainfield's chances, even with they, even if they do lose to uh, Griswold Wheeler. So we can kind of almost knock them out. Like they would just need one of those teams, other teams to lose to get in. So I like Plainfield's chances. I like Sheehan's chances. I like Woodland's chances. Been in a loss with Woodland. I still kind of like Woodland's chances, especially if one of those teams loaded them. So you're looking at a uh, nine. You're looking at six teams for five spots. North Brantford can probably get in if two or more of those teams lose. So that's what we're looking at at Class S. Now we get to Class M, which is just kind of nuts. Um, Waterford is so close to clinching; it's not even worth discussing. Like even if they lose to East East Lime, uh, they're going to get the points they need to get in. Uh, even if if they don't get all their bonuses, I think they're going to be fine. Weston is in a win, in with a win with over Barlow, Granby Canton and SMSA right now are sitting in the six and seven spot. Their seasons are both regular seasons are both over, and they're just waiting for enough bonus points to come in to clinch. If they get enough, uh, especially SMSA, which it's iffy, <laughs> if they get enough, they will be in as well. I really think it comes down to. It's down to New Fairfield, which off the air you were saying New Fairfield. Don't let New Fairfield get in. If you're in M, you don't want New Fairfield in. Yeah, they play. They, I think no matter what, they get in at eight, they get in at five, wherever they get in, I wouldn't want to play them. If New Fairfield beats New Milford in the Candlewood Cup on, I guess it looks like it's Tuesday night. Yep. They play uh, New Fairfield in the Candlewood Cup Tuesday night. They will complete that field for the most part, and it will just come down to Granby, SMSA, staying ahead of the likes of Watertown. Thames River and you know East Haven and even Woolcott. Those teams after Watertown, you really in Thames River, it's really not a prayer. They're gonna need some. They're gonna need some help. So M is nuts, but it can. I think it can be cleared. You'll you'll know a lot more about M. What's going on in M before even Wednesday, which is ridiculous. But you know, hey, they're playing on Tuesday night. You know, that's their thing. Um, that's tough for for half these teams. So those are base. That's basically the the scenarios. I mean, if you want more, go to gametimect.com. We will be updating these as the days progress toward the Thanksgiving Day finale, and then that's that's, and then that's that. <laughs> so it's not as convoluted as it's been in previous years. We pretty much know who's doing and who's doing what. No. Um, but uh, there's still some scenarios to figure out, and I'm sure your head coaches all know what the heck they're talking about. So just listen to them. They know exactly what needs well, to happen. Well, most of them probably aren't even telling their kids. You know, I remember I was talking to Eric Knickerbocker about last year because they got in on Friday because uh, a lot of the games got moved. And he's like, we didn't, like, tell our kids anything because we didn't want them to, like, read into it, this and this. So, like, a lot of coaches might keep it from them. But the kids are smart. They can figure out the numbers on their own. Yeah. No, I know. Well, I know a lot of these kids know. And especially you have the AP math guys. You know, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the AP math guys on, on your team, man, just uh, those usually they're linemen. Usually it's the linemen who are like the, the book guys. Oh, you, yeah. You got to uh, talk. I mean, listen, the linemen are they, they not only do they block for you, but they can also figure out CIC playoff playoff points. So find your <laughs> captains, find your center, your tackles, and they'll break it down for you. 
Now, now I've always said that because of you sitting here looking at playoff points, because we're doing all this, uh, that this week is just the best week of high school football. Because not only are you playing in front of all your fans and friends and, and, and alumni that all come back to watch you um, before they, you know, before they head to their Thanksgiving dinners or, or even they go out, you know, Valley New Year <laughs> before they head out to, to, to their favorite establishments for Valley New Year and all that stuff. Uh, they get to watch you play and with meaningful games on the line. I, it is just just so much on the line and so many people paying attention. Our page numbers go through the roof this week as people try to figure out who's in and who's not. And, and they get to see all the pictures and whether they made the galleries and stuff. But there is a push in this state right now that Thanksgiving may be on its last legs. And uh, I know that there are guys at CIAC level who want to expand playoffs. You have Al Carbone wanting to fundamentally change everything. He's mentioned it many times. We got an argument with him last year on Twitter about this as they were moving games left and right. Nothing Uh, like the adults getting into a Twitter argument. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) is that's the question going into this year. Is this one of the last years we're going to have a Thanksgiving Day rivalry? It just really matters. You know, it just really matters on what part of the state you're from and whether the rivalry means something to you. I know they moved the NFA game up to Wednesday at one o'clock. And I saw Juan Roman, the former New London coach, saying, like, why are we playing on Wednesday? That's security reasons. We've seen things happen at games both police departments wanted to move the game, right? Right. But so, it was being played Wednesday night. That's that's the problem. They moved it to a Wednesday at 1 instead of playing on Thanksgiving morning. Play th- it, it it's just So there are guys they just the, they just want to move games off Thanksgiving and that has kind of greased the wheels a bit for people saying, "Well, what do we need Thanksgiving now?" But there's a lot of coaches out there who would abs and I'm one of the guys, a lot of people out there, not just coaches who would absolutely hate if we got rid of this thanks got rid of Thanksgiving Day football in Connecticut. It is unique it is now unique almost only to Connecticut because Massachusetts in an effort to expand the playoffs back in 2013, they expanded the playoffs and they devalued Thanksgiving football and Dan Shaughnessy, the guy who wrote Curse of the Bambino, great sports columnist in the country and especially New England, wrote a column this week basically soliciting coaches' opinions saying it has completely destroyed our tradition and oh, just doesn't mean anything anymore. I hate expanding the playoff talk. I hate that there's that many teams in soccer. There's that many teams in baseball. There's that many teams in softball and basketball other than the D1 boys tournament. Yeah. I, look, guys, everyone doesn't need a chance to win a title. Everyone doesn't need a pat on the back. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I want to keep Thanksgiving football. Come hell or high water, I am of that mind. So we have a guy who has a very strong opinion on this. In fact, he texted us beforehand. He wanted to talk all about it. And let's bring him on right now because we need to get as many opinions as possible to to talk about this. Joining us on the show is the head high school editor, writer, extravaganza. Multimedia. Multimedia journalist. He does everything for us. We don't know what we would do without him here to talk about <laughs> Thanksgiving. Seriously, that is the that is the absolute truth. I can't tell you how many times we're all like, "Oh, we, we uh, thank God for Joe. Thank God for Joe. Thank God for Joe." <laughs> we're bringing him on. He's he's Joe Morelli. He's been he's been at the register longer than any of us. He's the dean of Connecticut sports writers in this part of the state, at least. What's up, Joe? Good afternoon. I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> I figure I could add something to this conversation, possibly. Joe, Joe it's basketball season, so I, uh, you know, is Not that yeah? That's part, but that's part of this discussion. Right. I mean, it, it factors into Thanksgiving football this winter season. That's that's kind of 
where we're at with this, right? Yeah, that's. Ba- I mean, there's a lot of factors at play here. I mean, uh, so give us your your what's your take on the whole thing? Well, I remember just to give a little background. I, we once upon I don't know if we could find this video. It's probably somewhere back. I think in 2007. I remember we did this video show. It was kind of when we were starting to introduce video into, yep. into what we do now and with, multi-media with games every single day. It was Poochie and Philippone. And, 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 I uh, want to say Scott Benoit yeah. and I want to say Tommy Dyer. I think those were the three coaches, along with Mike Poochie and myself. And we were at Bradford High School. They were in the, we did it outside in the cold <laughs> in November. If I remember correctly, I think it was a Thanksgiving special. I, again, I'm trying to remember. It was, it was, it was either 08 or 09. It was around there, yeah. Or 07. Okay, but what I do remember is Steve Filippone was sitting on the far end of me, and he brought up this idea about how maybe it's time to start the – I mean, I think it's something he's, they've been discussing as a football committee to bring in the playoffs to start them sooner, start them the week before Thanksgiving, play your Thanksgiving games if you want to play them, but they're not going to factor into the playoff points and everything else. And I, I just remember looking at them like in stunned disbelief, like this can't ever happen. And we're not doing it yet, but we're closer now than we've ever been. Right. And it sounds like from what we've all surmised that eventually Thanksgiving football is not going to be a part of the genre anymore. I, I hope not. As a guy who's been covering games for three decades, it's one of my favorite days of the year, and I love basketball and I love soccer. I hope it doesn't, but it does sound like it's going to be a fait complete at some point. I remember that Philippone brought that proposal up, and it was basically player games, and then you stop. Like you just said, you play your quarterfinals like the week before, and then you stop, and it was more teams than yep. the playoffs. And here, I was at the Connecticut Post at the time, and I went on, I did a column on it, and I excoriated him. I said, this is the dumbest argument, I've, dumbest idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, at the time, I was running the, football, the Connecticut Post football blog, and it, I, I was doing the playoff make-believe land where right. I, I proposed three divisions with three rounds, quarterfinals. You play, you do the exact same thing. You just play an extra week. And I said, just one week, and then they looked at all the, the weather, and the weather really, it, it, it had obviously had a potential to be a factor late, and you did mm-hmm. cut into a little more basketball and hockey, which didn't make the hockey and basketball guys or even the wrestling guys happy. But it was just right. a few teams, or only four teams, or in my my thing was only three teams, and I was pushing that, pushing that, pushing that, and that's what they went with. I don't know. I mean, I, I Philippone finally maybe took that idea and said, "All right, we'll try Sean's thing." Maybe they did it on their own. I feel like I had something to do with it. They went four okay. divisions, and then they went exactly what I said: one more week, and then three on. And this was before all the. You know, less football games, less contact, all that stuff. So that was on the, the horizon. Stuff, yes. We didn't know that that was going to be a factor. That only started coming out around in 2010, 2011, 2012, when right. we already started this doing this new thing. And that was, I thought this was great. I, I love the way the playoff system is now. I do recognize, though, that it is a problem that you're playing three games, if potentially three games, or maybe even four or five in a very short time period, and that can't hold. So, what's and the a, answer? And part of it is, we're seeing people moving. The, we've seen Monday night games moving them up a day because they don't. Well, they want to have a certain number of days off to rest before right. the Tuesday games. So they're not even playing on Thanksgiving as much anymore. And what you mentioned about the winter season—remember, they can't start their practice until after 
Thanksgiving usually, the mm-hmm. boys' team. So that factors into this, too. And it's later this year. And it's not was a big to-do last year. This was going to be a case. What's the weather going to be like on December 14th? All that stuff. But here's the thing. Is there enough pushback by those who love the tradition of Thanksgiving, the ones who make the money off this game, who need it for their budget, because I don't think it will have be, mean as much if there's nothing riding on it other than pride. I mean, I've heard the ideas of moving it to Columbus Day weekend and this and that, mm-hmm. and eventually maybe it will. But will is there enough pushback to keep Thanksgiving Day football alive? I don't know if it is or not, Sean and Pete. I, I really don't know. I hope not personally, but I understand both sides of this and where maybe it's time to turn the page. I just don't know if and when it will happen. As someone who I didn't grow up with this tradition, it's really only been the last like seven, eight years of my life. Um, where I'm from in Long Island, football is usually over this week. Yeah, my friend um, texted me. He goes, you're still playing? Yeah, district championships are already right. uh, settled this week on Long Island. I love Thanksgiving football. I think it's really cool. I love working it. I love covering it. Um, but when I was putting together the capsules and looking through some of the the series records for a lot of these games, and you kind of look at it and you go, there's only a handful of like those deep rivalry mm-hmm. games. And then you look at other ones mm-hmm. and you're like, why the hell is Wilton playing Trinity Catholic? Right. What the hell does this mean? Right. Like, if Wilton's playing Richfield, I'm all about it. I get it. You know, Shelton Derby's been played forever. I get it. But you look at some of these rivalries and you go, who cares? Right. But on the flip side, at least those games matter. If you start playing Thanksgiving games that don't matter, they're going to turn into JV games. They're going to turn into Froshmore games. Right. They're going to turn into freshman right. games. And to be honest with you, no one's going to give a crap about them. No one's going to go. No one's going to go watch. No one's going to pay to go watch. And we're not going to cover because we're not going to waste our time. Right. You might as well just get rid of it. That's it. If you're going to do it, you they, get rid of it. Again, it, here's the thing. is it a, How big of a money revenue generator is it for certain programs? Well, Darian, I mean... Is it a make or break? I, I would think it is, but maybe I'm wrong. For I some programs. Well, you look at Darian, New Canaan, that's just the one that's kind of been going around right now. They're already sold out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's different with different programs right. and, and depending on the importance of the game, but I know like the Norwalk-McMahon game, though not important to the state... Always does well. Maloney Platt this year doesn't have as much as it had last year, but that's always good. Lyman Hall Sheen the same. So to to but get, I, go ahead. But you know, at the same time, and those games don't mean anything. And we saw last year with the weather, there were some they moved games, you know, to try and better a the lot. weather. And it still wasn't there. Still wasn't a lot of people there. I mean, Lyman Hall Sheen sells out the Powder Puff game the day before, but doesn't sell out the football game. Right. So at the end of the day, yep. do people actually really care about it? That's the, that's the question. And if, if that's the general feeling, guys, then eventually it is, is going to go. It's just here, a question of when. Here's my – Thanksgiving Day football has mainly been a New Haven County thing and maybe even Hartford County a little bit. And then you know, even NFA, uh, NFA New London wasn't always played on Thanksgiving. None of, a lot of these rivals were not always played on Thanksgiving. It was mostly Antonio Nogtuck, Derby Shelton, um, it, the Green Bowl, Notre Dame and Hamden. Uh, you know, and that's been pretty much the the you know Darian Buchanan uh, didn't play on Thanksgiving for a lo- the longest time. Uh, they only moved it in in '95 when they decided to put their push their FCX championship back to the week before, and they joined the rest of the the state in ending their season on Thanksgiving. And I think that Thanksgiving really became a statewide thing. I mean, it was always a state. It was always a Fairfield County slash New Haven County thing. But it, and maybe even Hartford, but it only became a really statewide thing where everyone was kind of required to play this week, uh, like in '95. Okay, so but but you know, 
I, I went to Amity, and Amity did Seymour the week before. So they it was never a big rivalry, you know, game. It was a rivalry game the week before. Can you play these games the week before? I think so. But there is something about ending the season on Thanksgiving Day to me that is so special. And for all the teams that do have a good rival and they do play it, it is a special, special day. Even the teams, some of the some of the programs have have gotten into the game, and they they've be, you know, like New Canaan Darien has become. They call it the Turkey Bowl. They love they love this game. Yeah, no, it's I I'm all they about love it. it. I am all for it. I think we should play on Thanksgiving. I think that should be the end of the regular season. But if they are going to decide to move it, if that's a decision that the CIAC and the coaches and the ADs want to take, then just get rid of it. Don't make it this pretend nonsense game. That's just a waste of everyone's time. And I get it. You want to play on Thanksgiving, this and this. But would you you want to play in the first quarter and then be taken out so you don't get hurt for a more important game that's next? Right. You're taking away the value of the game. If New Canaan Darien are going to play in a pretend game Forget on it. Thanksgiving after they're not going to play in the regular Forget season, it. you think Lou so or the, Rob's going to be yeah. dumb enough to play their player so for the, more than yeah. a series? So it's they're going to do game. it. They'll probably put that one as close to the end of the regular season as possible. But I'm just saying, if but even then, they're like, going to do this pretend thing, like, there is something you can't it, fake it. You can't fake it. Right. You can't fake what makes high school sports so great and different than college and pros is when you're playing and you're playing for your team and you're playing for your community and you're playing for your for your classmates and you know that 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 Herb Brooks quote you know the name on the front means a hell of a lot more important than the name on the back that's what makes high school sports great when you go out there and you play and you're Norwalk and you want to beat McMahon because you want to you want bragging rights for the city because that game matters in front of a lot of people who a lot of people who have not seen a game all year yeah. because they're coming in from out of town. But the game matters. If right, you it matters. To, turn, you're you're basically you're playing the, the NFL Pro Bowl, a right. game that nobody watches. Well, no, if you do it the wrong way, if yeah. you do it on Thanksgiving, and everybody should play on Thanksgiving. This idea that we have to play the night before and maybe you get you get a crowd. I, a few games fine if you want to do. I love. It. Why would you play on Wednesday night? It's freezing last last year they moved it. From a perfectly good game, they didn't it know. Was, it was cold, ended up being colder Wednesday night. It was colder yeah. Wednesday night than it was the Thursday it morning. Was. And it was cold Tuesday night it as was. well. And we don't have a lot of time for the playoffs. So there are, but these guys who want to add more teams to the playoffs get lost. Oh, no. Those, those people are insane. If that's why you're doing well, let, this. Well, let's, well, let me bring this up. Let's, let's say, for argument's sake, we have playoff games either on Thanksgiving or the weekend after, this week in the 30th right. and 1st. The question I have is, the CIAC wants their other high school championships to have their day. So when does the high school season end? The week before? Two weeks before? Do you start before Labor Day? There's a lot of questions right. here, guys. That's the thing I would like to know, because they're going to want to play football games and take... Listen, we know the views of the page views for football that's going to mean playoff implications versus the high school state championships. We know who will win. We know who will people be interested in. Yeah. That's, that, that, I don't think the CIC wants that either. So well, when are these games going to end? If they're going to end before Thanksgiving, when? Well, I the think second we week know, of November? I think, you know what I'm saying, guys? I, I, I yeah. hope nobody cares about that, maybe. For, but if you do, it, I think, they don't care about the other sports, I think but the, they do. I think the CIAC, and I'm not putting words in mouth or, or giving, you know, saying that this right. is fact, but we've seen how the CIAC handles everything. Remember, I don't know they if want this is direct. They want nothing to do with it. But no, but they, they let the soccer coaches do their thing. They let 
the field hockey coaches do their thing. The CIAC comes, kind of stays out of it. The CIAC is very heavily invested in football scheduling. No, it's not. Yep. I mean, it's statewide. The state the playoffs schedule? it is. No, the CIAC has nothing to do with the alliance scheduling. No, no, yeah, I okay. know that. But I'm saying is like the only okay. thing the CIAC does. Remember, this is the only, the only coaches that don't have their own association. Right. That's right. not. That's an independent. Right. So the CIAC is invested in high school football. Right. The, so I the, think they will make the changes sure. better for high school football, and then everyone else can follow suit. Here's the, here's the thing. Number one, we don't need more teams in the playoffs. So get that out of your head. I would agree. Do I not. Agree. The, the quarterfinals are all blowouts, a lot of them, aren't they? Yeah. You keep the regular season sacrosanct. We, we play plenty of games to find out who the best teams are. Do not add more teams. If you add more teams, you end up doing what Mass... Massachusetts is doing, and Dan Shaughnessy, the longtime Globe columnist, took a look at it and wrote a column this week saying it has completely destroyed Thanksgiving football. Playing these games, starting the playoffs beforehand, and then you have to play things, you know, because it's tradition. We don't want to lose tradition. He said it's completely ruined it. The reporters don't care. They they're not going anymore. The teams, you know, it depends on who you are as a coach and what your philosophy is. Uh, some play J- it's entirely JV scrimmage, you know. And as Pete said, if that's going to be the case, get rid of it. Period. But if you're going to do that just because you want to get more teams in the playoffs, get lost. Football is football. Football, the regular season matters, and you only play. And you're only supposed to really play a handful of playoff games, not a whole bracket. It's not basketball. It's not hockey. You know, it's not soccer. It's football. It's you have your regular season, and, and coaches talk about it all the time. They talk about playing into November when it matters, when there are playoffs on the line. My other proposal is to do this. I want, if, if we have to, I want less teams in the playoffs then. You know, because the, like... we, I we, think we're at the perfect if, number for... It, yeah, for it is a perfect number, but you know, you, you really can't play as deep into December as we are. Here's where I think we need to go. We need to get rid of the point system. We need to reorganize all these teams. Get the leagues are now all doing it themselves. Al's all over the all, alliance. They've gone a little overboard with it. We've mentioned that when we had Scott Benoit on the other week. A little overboard with it. They need to reorganize these things into actual. You win your league, you get in. That is what they have to do. Well, I don't think you can go to leagues. I think you have to go to district. Right, district, yeah. whatever, whatever well, you call when it. When you're saying leagues, though, the leagues already exist, so people might think. Okay. Yeah. What I mean is, what I'm saying is, you want to reorg, you want to reorganize into class, into class districts or whatever you want to call them. And if you win, you play like those games, and if you win that, you get to go to the playoffs. That's what it should. That's what you should do. You play. When you play eight, you want to start your your crossover um, alliance games at the beginning of the season. Two at the most. This three, four wholesale. Forget that. It's better but, than but do it by class. Much. Just set it up by class. You win that class or that that your class division. You go to the class semifinals. You play another district. I don't know how you do that. And then the winner of those play the other two. You know, four. So we've talked about that. I want that to happen. And I would still love to have Thanksgiving be the end of the regular season. I want. Th- I'm, I'll just throw it out there. I want to keep Thanksgiving Day football. Yeah, I think I want to keep it. I think so do everybody I. does too, but only if the game matters. I'm not. I'm not for keeping right. Thanksgiving if they're going to turn right. it into a scrimmage. I'm Joe, out. I'll go home. I'll yeah, go to Long Island for but, Thanksgiving. But, but to that point, I have to wonder: Does Derby still want to keep it? The certain teams are getting their their butts kicked every single. Do they want to care or do they not care? Yeah, Does Nogatuck still want to do it? I, I don't know. I mean, do they? Maybe not this year. Do they get lose every year? Do they care? 
I'll, I'll tell you this. Asking, I don't know. I told you. I asked Shelton. I'm asking a lot, guys. I, asked, I just asked Shelton. They, they misunderstood me. I, I asked him about playing Derby, and uh, I was talking about their playoffs, and they were like, are you kidding me? It's tradition. We're, we're playing that game. We want to play that game. We want to play I mean, yeah, Derby's a different town. But how does Derby feel? Yeah, well, I mean, they go out there, and they, yeah, they have a one since I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm just – like Pete said about these rivalries, they don't mean anything, but do, do, even the ones that – if this continues – are they, do they care? That's the thing. If there's enough pushback from athletic directors and from the board of control, whatever, then it will continue. If, if there's not, then it'll go away. But That's if, the thing. If some people get their way and want to move up these rivalry games, like you said, to Columbus Day weekend or another week, then Trenton right. and Derby are still going to play. So what? Not, so what does it matter if Derby gets their butts kicked in October on Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's, and that's a good still point. not getting the points for them. I don't want to play these I games. I just don't know if it carries as much cachet. On the Columbus Day weekend, yeah, I don't. I don't want to play. Back. I don't want. I don't want these games played at the beginning of the season. No, That's I don't stupid. want them week one. You know week why? One would be bad. You know, no, teams you, are still figuring themselves out. Right. You want. You want to play this game after you know who you are. But could you imagine? And this, this is just but, hypothetical. Like New Canaan, Darian, week one. Lou and Rob have three months to prepare for each other. Yeah, that might I mean, be pretty wild. But no, but like you want to know what the team's about. Like you don't know yeah. if they're good. You don't know if they're bad. You just know what the preseason says. Yeah. Like, and you don't know. Yeah. Like at least by Thanksgiving, you know exactly what. And they're always good. Yeah, but then teams have injuries as well. So right, you know. right. You go through the course of the season, but that's the part. That's part of it. That's yeah. football, you know. So, listen. Uh, I would, pre- if it was up to me, I would prefer we play Thanksgiving and we play two rounds of playoffs, and that's it. If you want to add, it, bring it back to divisions, whatever. But as long as we reorganize the state, I think that we can make it work. We can make it work and keep the tradition and not lose Thanksgiving Day football because it does mean. I mean, I put it out there. I said we should never ever do this ever uh, on the Shaughnessy column on Twitter and all these coaches everywhere. Right. We're all we're all hitting the like button because well, because well, even if you play on Wednesday night, it's still a thing. You know, it's still Thanksgiving feel. This is one where they're moving it up and bo- don't do it for. I'm telling AD, do not do it. For selfish reasons. Don't do it because you don't want to work Thanksgiving. Don't do it because you want more teams in the playoffs. Like, that is a, that's crap. Well, I think I think in the, it gives some of the lesser teams, like, look at Hartford Public and Buckley, right? They're both 0-9, down years. It's been a couple of down years up there for both programs. But that game, if they win, they can go out on a high note. Yeah. And it's not because they're getting and the it win. It's because they're beating their rival. It's not, if you play that game in October... Then their season ends and they're one and nine and they're like this is great. Thanksgiving but if they Day- beat Hartford or if Hartford beats Buckley or Buckley beats Hartford on the last game of the year, that's their like playoffs. And there's some games that nobody cares about. And you know, I know it was cold on it was cold last year, but I think a lot of people got scared and they didn't want to go out and it was fine. And I don't want to hear from anyone who says it wasn't fine. I was out there, you weren't. It was fine. I was taking my oh, jacket. We were, off. I thought it was fine. I, I was Western taking my jacket off. Cold. You know, I was taking my jacket off. They played the night before in freezing weather and co- and snow, and they all freaked out. And I had like, you know, people come, all these ads coming at me saying like, oh, I don't, I don't uh, take care of children. You know, I, I don't have to worry about children. I'm like, guys, I don't want to hear it from Hill House. By the way, I don't want to hear it from Hill House saying that it's too cold to play. You guys made St. Joseph play in a snowstorm at East Haven, okay, in the playoffs. So like, get lost. I don't want to hear from anyone in New Haven about that. You guys did that. so. Well, I think what ended up happening, Sean, is one administer, they start, and then they start kind of following the domino effect. Right. Like they all, and then a couple that were like 12 holdouts were across the entire state. Yeah. Anyway. And that's, it should have been more. But, you know, I, again, we don't make decisions for children, so I don't want to get, I'm not in their shoes, but I, what I will say to, to Pete's point, again, I'm a Stratford High graduate. I'm a proud graduate, 30 years this year, so I'm getting old like most of us. <laughs> 
if Stratford were to win and beat Benal on Thanksgiving, I think it would mean a lot to that program. Yeah. Because they're trying to turn it around. They're trying to find it. So, but, now, if you hold that game on Columbus Day weekend, it doesn't carry the same yeah. effect for me. Now, no. doesn't mean Stratford Benal's going to have a lot of people there. But it means something to me. As a graduate, it means something to me. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I'm sure there's others who don't. That's why I'm curious how this is going to end up. I, I went, really, I really I, am. How, I'm I went, curious how I went to Amity. I went to Amity. We didn't play Thanksgiving. I wish we did. I remember growing up saying, like, why don't we have a game? Why don't we play Thanksgiving games? But, like, but I went. So here's what we did. My mom took us to the Green Ball. I mean, because that was the, And I remember standing how, around how the fence. How fences. cool was that? It was cool awesome. Was exactly. I don't know. I want thanks, exactly. keep Thanksgiving, period. Yeah, let's. Just, uh, I, I'm not for keeping it if they're going to turn it into something that doesn't. Is, is, is oh, absolutely! Anything. I'm a because it won't, because they know it won't mean a damn thing. Yeah. yeah, nobody will care. Also, to go back to Sean's point before about people like, I, I didn't really have a much problem with the ads last year because I understand they have a job and whatever. I hated exactly. I hated I, other members of our field who haven't been on sidelines covering games. At telling us that it was too cold. <laughs> like, you haven't been on a sideline in X amount of years. <laughs> Don't tell me about what layers I have to wear if it's too cold or not. Yes, was I riding the mechanical bike at Lyman Hall during halftime to stay warm? Absolutely. But if you ever go to Lyman Hall, it could be June in 90 degrees and it's 20-mile-an-hour wind. So it, no yeah, we played, we played in, in, like, you know, 10-degree wind, wind chill the year before, and nobody said a thing. They played the state championship in, like, in a snowstorm. torrential snowstorm in like 2000. I know they don't want to do that, and you don't want to. Of course, play they don't want to do it, but they did. Yeah, and the Hill House played St. Joseph. They made St. Joseph drive there, the only playoff game that night at East Haven High School, right? Yeah. If I remember yeah. correctly. Hill House made yeah. St. Joseph the, go to that. St. Joseph was just, in, no, it was in 13 as well. We're in there right. was a different regime back then, but still, it did happen. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, look, uh, weather is certainly a factor, obviously, but like you know, some of this, some of the stuff, they just get a look. You know, too over, so over, overreactionary. Guys, is it go? Is guy? Is it going away or not? What do you think? If it does, I might just be like, eh, I don't care. I mean, listen, I'm fighting. It. I'm fighting. I it. mean, look, I think <laughs> if the way if you look at Thanksgiving in the next couple of years, Thanksgiving is late for the next like four years. So I think if if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen now. But I swear, if they still play Thanksgiving in a game that doesn't mean anything, I will not be here. Once you if lose Sean it, Barker here's the problem. asks me to work on Thanksgiving yeah, in a game it. that I'm doesn't matter, I am not going to go. Once you lose it, like you that said, is you lose it. it. Go ahead. Once you lose it, it's it. over. It's not right. coming back. And that, you think long and hard about that. I think if, if it's going to happen, it's going to be now, though. There is a lot with the last two years, and again, looking at the schedule the next couple of years, Thanksgiving is the is so late the next couple of years yeah. that if again, it's going to happen, this is it. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Don't no. do it because you want to work Everything's done now. for the wrong right reasons. Now. Everything's done for selfish reasons. Right. Don't be you selfish. You look at every decision made yeah. here oh, in, across the state. They're all made for selfish Pete, right. reasons. Don't, don't do it because you want to get more teams in the playoffs. That's dumb. Keep the keep the regular season such a thing. All right, how, about this? how about this? We'll, we'll allow them to add... Um, one team to the playoffs if they cut their the <clears throat> coaches all state team by seventy five percent. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, Joseph. Thanks for giving us your thoughts and a lot well, of guys, kind of going Thank you for letting me come on. I, I just wanted to express my opinion as a guy who's covered it. And again, it doesn't mean a lot, but for a certain individual, I think it does. I mean, everybody comes back from home and, and, and celebrates, and I just think there is something to it. For a lot of years, for a lot of people, and uh, again, I don't know if there'll be enough pushback. From that, but that's where it's got to come from. If there's not, 
it's going to happen. So, guys, it, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Joseph. Oh, and just quick shout out: right. Joe Morelli uh, went eight and two this week in the Pickums. This is his hey, best week of the season. Congrats, Joe. Yeah, I finally got out of the cellar. So <laughs> yeah, you're still kind of we'll there. We'll see how that holds up on Thursday. <laughs> Plain, p- plain All spoiler. All right, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, happy Joe. Thanksgiving, Joseph. So with all of that said, I hope you're still with us because now it's time for the picks. Let's bring in a little, uh, you know, fight song music here instead of the usual stuff. Here we go. The picks. This week we went a little crazy um, because there was a lot going on in the Thanksgiving. So instead of just picking 10 games, we're picking 15, which should help out a lot of guys in the standings. Quick recap from week 11. Mike Fornabayo, Chris McNamee, Joe Morelli, and myself finishing at 8-2. Joe, Joe Morelli, yo. Um, bonjour, Bowley, Murphy, Stewart, 7-3, and three, Erickson, 6-4, Lacey. Lacey's falling off a cliff, 5-5. Five and five. Blocks him in the 8-ball at 4-6. Overall leaders, Mike Fornabayo atop all alone, 78-32. and 32. McNamee, Stewart, 77-33. And your boy and Bowley are 76-34. And Bonjour is still hanging in there in 6 at 75-35. Everyone else is... You want to say out, but now that we're picking 15 games this week, I yeah. don't know. I needed this is this, well. This is what Thanksgiving is all about. It's about yeah. uh, you know m- do, taking the extra step. I need to make a move here. I got I got excoriated last week, so yep. let, let's go. Let's yeah. rip through these, man. Rip through these. All right, here we go. First off, we're going to Bristol for the Battle of the Bell. Four and five Bristol Central at two and seven Bristol Eastern. This has been Bristol Central for the last half decade. They've they've won four in a row. Uh, they're going for their fifth win in this series. Sophomore quarterback Victor Rosa has been playing really well for Bristol Central. Galen Hickey is a very good wide receiver. But then you look over at Bristol Eastern, they got an experienced quarterback in, in Bryce Curtin. So, again, this is one of the rivalries that you kind of just throw everything out the window. Like you said, Pete, Bristol Central's kind of owned the series. Uh, so, uh, and, and they've just, they, they're just, I don't know, I, I've been saying it all year. They're kind of the spoiler team. I like Bristol Central. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go to Bristol Central as well. All right, staying in the CCC, probably the biggest game on Wednesday night. Um, 72 Newington at 72 Weathersfield. Is I there think. a name for this? No. Okay. I think this Name is, your games, please. <laughs> please, I don't, if you don't name them, don't just name them for naming them, say. <laughs> name your games. Well, this game's important this year, but it doesn't mean it's always important. Well, name so, your games. You know, season finale. Name your game. They're playing their 20th time, and now all of a sudden they're going to name it. Yeah, this name your game. Ridiculous. All right. Big, like I said, biggest game on Wednesday slate. <clears throat> we talked about this in the scenarios. The loser of this game, the winner's in. The loser is not out. Like, Weatherfield needs, Weatherfield can lose, and they need 12 games to go their other way yeah. for them to get knocked out. Newington. Just play, guys. Not as crazy, but if they lose, they're still kind of in. That said, you know, I'm a huge Nick Petrosella fan yeah. over at Newington. Maybe I saw the best game of his career Probably. Uh, against Maloney. Uh, and then I saw Weathersfield. I saw Newington beat Maloney, come back beat Maloney. Then I saw Maloney dominate Weathersfield. Connor Pace didn't have a catch. Hmm. Matt Sil- I mean, it was cold. Matt Silver, they didn't really throw the ball. But don't forget about John Orsini at running back. He can run the ball really well. I'm going with Newington. Yeah. I'm going with Nick Pe- uh, Nick. Petrocello, I'm all in on him. Going with the Indians. Well, I'm going to go the other way, Pete. Just to go the other way, um, you know, like I said, Connor Pace, I think is one of the best receivers in the state, and uh, Silver and the guys. 
got to get that de that defense ramped, and you got to keep an eye on Petrocello. Just have a guy on him. I'm sure they're going to have a few guys on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> just as long as he doesn't turn that corner and get into the open field, man, you guys are going to be in great shape. I take Weathersfield. All right. Great job by Matt McKinnon to get to the spot. And even great job for Jason Pace to get to the spot as well. Yeah, it's well, you know, again, Pace has never gone to the state playoffs as, as, since he's come over from Wilkett. He used to go there all the time with them. Yeah. To finally get that, to get Newington in the spot, they're going to make it. I like I like Weatherfield though. <laughs> all these CCTC, all these CCC teams have beaten each other up this year. Three of them are going to get into Class L, possibly. The other team is eight and one Maloney. They've already clinched. They're on the road <laughs> playing against four and five Platt, though they both played Falcon Field. The it's, really, it's really a neutral site to the Stoddard Bowl. This series, I've covered it the last four years. I, I won't be there this year, but I've covered it the last three or four years. It's really fun, and truly, this is the most cliche thing to say, and every coach in the world says it, and I hate when they say it, but it's one of those games where you throw the records out the you window. You really do in this one. Huh? You really you do. You really it. do in this one. This game is. <laughs> Looking back and talking to the coaches, there have been years where Maloney needed to get in the playoffs and Platt was no shot and Platt beats them. There were years when Platt needed to get in the playoffs. Maloney's got two wins and Maloney beats them. This game has gone every other for the last, since 2014, this game has gone every other with Platt winning last year to get in the playoffs. But then, you know, you know, record scratch. Um, they meet in the L playoffs. <laughs> And Maloney beats them to go to the finals. So now, if you go by Stoddard Bowl record, it should be Maloney's turn to win. But if you go by overall record, it's Platt's turn to win. Ugh, this is a tough one. I mean, Platt, and Maloney has nothing to play for. Platt, you know, has been just kind of... Maloney well, has to play for a home game. Right, 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 right. But Platt, uh, you know, has been one of those up-and-down teams you thought they were going to be right in the mix back again. Uh, you know what? Maloney's done a tremendous job this year. I have no reason to doubt them. I'm gonna, they're going to break the string here. They're going to break the trend. I like Angel Arse and the Spartans. Well, I'm going to Your boy. I'm, I'm going with Platt. Yeah. I'm going Roberto Salas, 1,890 yards and 17 touchdowns. Platt has nothing to lose. Platt's got to be better than that, Platt man. Has How do you ha You can't waste this to kid, lose. man. Well, he's only junior. He'll be back. Uh. That and in 13 years under Bruin, Platt has only finished under 500 three times. Yeah. And they, if they lose, they would be under 500? Yeah, they'll be four and six. First time for everything, Pete. Well, it's not Maloney. It'd be, it'd be the fourth time, but fourth time. I'm going with Platt. I'm going with overall every other. Okay. Okay? Platt. Going with Platt. Maloney. Next. All right. <clears throat> Staking in the CCC, little crossover game, the Apple Valley Classic. Eight and one Southern Kin at eight and one Cheshire. The Dan Nowak Bowl. The Dan Nowak, Nowak Bowl. Bowl. We have... <laughs> We all the picks are in already. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that all the picks are in before Sean and I are doing this because this is going out on Monday. The picks are going out Monday. I'm pretty surprised by some of the picks that our guys have had. Yeah. Okay. Um, I already picked my games as well. I thought this one was easy to pick. I really did. I'm going to let you go first, though. Oh, man. Billy Carr and Southington, that defense has just been so tough this year. They are, they've, they've figured out their quarterback situation. they got great receivers, and it seems like to be another, a kid every other week with Southington. And then Billy Carr is just an amazing football player. But Cheshire, on the other hand, has a really great football player in Jake McElhinney. 
That kid has got a motor. I mean, he's probably... Run I'd love to see him in the hallways in Cheshire just running around from class to class. He's never late, right? Right, coach? He's never <laughs> late to class, right? He just weaves and bobs away through all the kids, you know? Yeah, while, while he's not DMing us to cover every one of the yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's a couple kids you just kind of latch on to. Oh, yeah, he's season. one of them. He's one of them, man. Yeah. He's the, he is the greatest. Uh, you know, I, I thought long and hard about this as I was going over our capsules uh, uh, late at night. I'm going with Cheshire. Yeah. I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I thought this was living so out of prayer. I thought this was so easy. I'm going with Southington. Southington yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Southington's too. won seven in a row. Cheshire hasn't won. I what year is it? 2012 or 11? Yeah. Um, Brendan Lafferty, a quarterback. Carl Ullman's awesome. Ullman's good. Look at Cheshire. Ha other than Shelton. Who might not be making the playoffs? Who's Cheshire beat? Anybody? No, they lost. They the Hawks. Not only have they not beaten anybody, they haven't played anybody. I really like Sheen as an S school. Who have they beaten? They this goes back to the tier two mm -hmm. conversation, and even their crossovers. And they lost the Hall. Pete, you're are you Ward. trying to make me make, make change my pick? I'm just saying Ward isn't really because anything all, to go these crazy are all, about. Th these are all great points. I'm just I. <laughs> I think Cheshire's, it's exciting. I think. I'm you, surprised with all the love Cheshire's been getting. I think, I, you know, well, I, I thought I was going against the grain. Nope. It's, it's I pretty think every, split. I it's think everybody's split. going against the grain here. I think they're taking a shot with Cheshire because that's what happens. You, you look at it and say, you know what? It's possible. You, you, you try and take a shot, but you look for the very, the easy, like not the easiest one. But you look at one you could see in your head. You could see Cheshire beat in Southington, even though they haven't done it in a long time. I just think momentum's a big deal. And some people were saying, like, their drop to Tier 2 has really kind of infused this class up with a little more life. Yeah, it infuses when you play teams. Shelton, be Shelton is sitting there. Shelton, you can't say much. I know that you didn't play their schedule. They didn't play your schedule. I know. I know. But you didn't You didn't beat them either. No, they lost to Hall, so... Right, Cheshire and lost Hall, all, but will Hall. always remind you of that. Yeah, on well, Hall's out. Of, <laughs> Hall's completely done. <laughs> so insane. thanks, Hall. Hall, you can't talk. Connor beat you. You know. So, but anyway, just getting back to this. I, you know, I think Cheshire's just got momentum. I think now that they've got a feel for it, it's going to be a war. It's not about class is usually a war. I mean, yeah, it's always. Remember it's that always, time they had Jason Rose and everything, and they and and Cheshire gave it, it gave it a awesome. run. It was yeah, a great and the year game. the year um, Cheshire had, uh, I believe, uh, uh, Andrew Yaman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that was the snow game. It was the day you, me, and Borges were there. It was a yeah, party. That's right. And uh, they almost won that game. It's always close, but I just think Southington's better. Both teams are in. Yeah. So I think this is just going to come yeah, down. Yeah, pin your ears back and yeah. go, Jake, go get him, man. Yeah. Billy, I love you, Billy, but just <laughs> we've talked well along. I'm going to go to Cheshire. Yeah. So, all right. Now, uh, sticking with the SEC. See, I, I did it where every game connects in a weird way. So now we're taking Cheshire. Now we're going to the SEC, and we have the Beehive Bowl, 7-2 and two East Haven God, this at 5-4 and four Branford. Um, East Haven has a shot to get Clayton Class M. It's a small shot. They had a better shot last year. If they won, they were in last year, and Branford beat them. Um, I picked East Haven that game. John, Coach John Lamone will remind me of that every time he sees me. Um, this year, if Brantford beats East Haven again, they're out. Brantford, uh, East Haven could win this game, but still not make the playoffs. So, this game's kind of weird. It's always weird. It's always, it's always an upset. It's always crazy stuff. East Haven's just not been able to get a hump in this game. You know, they, they field goals hitting the crossbar and falling in or falling off. 
uh, getting run over last year when you thought, you know, East Haven, this is it. You win, you're in. And they couldn't make it there. It, it, it's one of the great Thanksgiving Day games, you know, and people would miss it if you don't play this game on Thanksgiving. It's one of the all-time great ones down in, down in New Haven County. Uh, you know, Brantford looked pretty good last week uh, in their in their final game. Brantford came, uh, just roared out of the game and beat Forum. Thanks a lot, Forum, for showing up for me. Thanks, Brantford. <laughs> um, and East Haven was getting a little bit pushed around by Law before they had it. I mean, Law should have been up 24 nothing on East Haven. You know what? Because of that, because I'm, I feel like I'm leaning toward Brantford, I'm going with East Haven. Another mistake, Sean. I know you're on the Brantford train. I'm taking Brantford. Brantford's going to finish six and four, and I'm going to. I'm not going to look like a genius because they didn't make. They ain't winning the state playoffs. They're not winning the state playoffs, but Sean Kelly's never lost to East Haven. He's not going to start now. All right, all right. Going Brantford. All right, now the Green Bowl, five and four. Okay, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that Hand would have a better record than Notre Dame going into this game? Raise your hand. If your hands raise, you're a liar. (laughs) Five and four, Notre Dame West Haven is playing. At six and three, Hamden games always played at Hamden anyway. Notre Dame's just a road team this time. Just first off, before we get into this, Hamden had a great year. Oh, Hamden had a great year. They're six and three. They played Sheen really well. They probably should have won the new Milford game. Yeah, you know, there's some things that they are just exactly just some things that they're just. You know, you just they want more. But I just wanted to be known. I texted. The McDonough twins, Colin and Matt, big Hamden guys, used to work the yeah. current friends. And Friendly they were asking program. me about Hamden, and I said, they're going to be 500. Save my text, screenshot my text. Hamden will be over 500. <laughs> I was right. But this is still Notre Dame. They've won the last 13. Hamden yeah. hasn't won green in the Hamden hasn't worn green in the green ball since like 2005. Yeah. And that's got killed the Hamden people. We are both Hamden residents. Yes, we you are. Know? And I'm going to say that as a Hamden resident, man, you got to get the green jerseys back, Hamden. That said, I'm taking Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm going with Notre Dame. I don't, I just, I, it's not happening. I mean, listen, Hamden has had a great year, but you know, you look at the schedule, not great. No. I, I love what they did against Sheehan. Love it. That was great. Take that momentum into next year, Hamden. Maybe even take a listen. Some, or some years, that Hamden has a lot of pride, and they show up in this game, and then they give Notre Dame a run. Usually, doesn't happen. With uh, you, love it when it does because nothing is. There are a few Thanksgiving Day games that are just more fun to be at than yeah. sitting there in the literally the Green Bowl. It is the you know the whole place is just packed with green people all place all over the place. I wish they had stands on the other side of the field and they shifted the field back, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I just remember, as I said, I remember sitting there because I didn't have, Amity didn't have a Thanksgiving Day game. My mom took us to the Green Bowl. We hung around the fences over on uh, on the Axis Road uh, behind, which is now Panera. We would sit there and look at the fence and you could see guys like Rich Diana running around doing great things and Scotty Burrell and uh, Horace Dodd over the years. Uh, Hamden has had a lot of pride this year. They, they need to win, but I, you know, I just can't pick against them. I just think Hamden has left a lot to be desired this year. I really think they should be 7-2 in this game. And uh, if they were playing for a chance for the playoffs, maybe I'd pick Hamden, but I'm going with Notre Dame. All right. <clears throat> Sticking in the SEC still, we are going to Wallingford for the Carini Bowl. Four and five, Lyman Hall at 7-2, Sheen. Now... Lyman Hall, third year in a row, they're going to finish 500 or higher under Bill Wyrock. 
pretty which good. is pretty. They've so 15 wins so far over the last three years when they won something like five games over the last previous six or whatever it was. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out Shakespeare Rodriguez, an awesome career. We pumped him up at the beginning of the year. I think he just hit a thousand yards last week. The receiver SP Pergano, great year. They're just not with Sheen yet. No, they're not. And that's a huge, huge win by Sheehan coming back to win that game. I love John Ferrazzi getting fired up on uh, the pick six. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> and then he completely goes, puts his headphone back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah um, Terrence Bogan uh, or one of the <laughs> what are the, Sheehan one, uh, one of the Sheehan kids. I think it might have been McCarthy like commented on Instagram. I, he's like, look how he goes from like crazily zero excited to, to like to back to business. Yeah, ser- <laughs> z- 60 to zero in, in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not at Sheehan's level yet. I would love to see Lamin Hall show up and give this one a game. Once more, unto the breach, Shakespeare Rodriguez. But it ain't going to happen. Sheehan, I feel a, it. If Sheehan was already in the playoffs, I might lean with you. But, like, they need this win they to get need in. need to get so. in. And I Goodbye. selfishly want them in the playoffs because I think no matter where they get in, they are the only team, I think, in S that could knock out. Terrence Bogan, you are our only hope. Next game. Star Wars is what I watch on Thanksgiving because I don't have family in Connecticut. All right. <laughs> Staying in the SEC. <clears throat> Going down to Milford for 4-5, and 4-8 at 2-7 and seven. Law. Now, Law, a lot of interesting things going on this year. Coach Eric uh, Larka has taken time off for personal reasons. But Law's won the last two that they've played in this year, and Law's played well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Law's showed up. Law showed up against East Haven. They just could not punch it in. They got two goal line stands. They got stopped on. Foreign, I thought, after what they did to Hillhouse in the first half of that game, I thought Foreign had been the one getting a little momentum. I feel like Law's really kind of they got stuck in their craw a little bit about that, about uh, not scoring against East Haven. I I'm I, I like the Lawman this year. Three yeah, straight. you're going with the Lions for three in a row. Hmm. I'm sticking with four, and I'm going with the Lions. All right. All right. Nice job by Tom Drew that they were one and yeah. nine last year. Yeah, so they have a chance to finish 500, which would be awesome. And people forget, Foreign had won nine in a row before Law won the last two. Law won on a field goal last year. So that was a great game. Again, one of those rivalries where you throw the records out the window. And I literally, every time that sentence comes out of my mouth, I want to punch myself <laughs> in the face. I'll do All it right. for you. <laughs> All right, the ninth game on the docket, we got the Elm City Bowl. Two and seven, Wilbur Cross at four and five, Hillhouse. Don't let the records fool you. Both of these teams have played very well down the stretch. Yeah. Very well down the stretch. Hillhouse has gotten much better the last month. They've won two in a row. Wilbur Cross, who a lot of thought, a lot of people thought would go 0-10 this year. Has not. Has not. Picked up two wins the last Oof. couple of weeks. One against Amy, which was yeah. pretty good. Oh, God, Amy. Um, so, I mean, this game, again, just punch me in the face. But I'm going to go with Hillhouse. I'm just, I'm just going to, before we dive in, I'm just going to go with Hillhouse. I think Hillhouse, since the turn of the month, they have just, I think if this team played the beginning of the schedule, I think they're, they're a 6 7 win team. Is this at Bowen? Yes. Ugh, if it was not, if it was at Wilbercross for some reason, they have not played there, really. I mean, I, why would you play anywhere else? you got the turf field in Sydney, New Haven. Doesn't Wilbercross play at? They do. They play their own field. But they do most. They've gone to Bowen. If you have a Bowen field, I mean, Bowen's know. awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great facility. Uh, man, do I want to pick Wilbur Cross in this game? Oh, I so do. You know what? Screw it, Wilbur Cross. Wow. Go Gubs. 
I feel like they're gonna pull it out. I feel like this is gonna be. You know, they, hey, listen, they beat Amity. So did so did Hill House. Yeah. But they beat Amity, man. And uh, you know what? John Aquavia needs a little love. He needs a little love. We're <laughs> we gonna give it John to him. Here. Happy Thanksgiving, John. All hey, right. Not the. Nope. Good luck, Reggie Lytell. But I'm picking the Govs. All right. Here we go. Um, Newtown at nine and zero. Newtown at six and three. Massic. Massic is playing for a playoff spot. Newtown is playing for seating. Um, obviously, you know, look, this is I I love Newtown. I think they are so good. Mm. Jared Dawn, Brendan Lombardo, Jason Street, Miles Ricks, Jason Garrity. I'm forgetting guys. I think they are so. Is Ricks coming back? Do we know talented. Not I, hope, I hope so. I hope, I hope so. so. Not sure, but Probably he's so good. I think Newtown is awesome. I really do. And a lot of people are hanging. A lot of teams are hanging on Massacre right now. If you look at Class Double L, Class Double L is pretty wide open. Yeah. Well, I have in my notes here. I don't want to give away my pick for Class L. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I'm all in on Newtown. I'm yeah. taking Newtown in this game. 10-0 for, what, the second or third year in a row? Yeah. They, uh, the, the Massacre, Massacre, this game is one of the best rivalry games. I wish they played on Thanksgiving. I really do. I really wish they played this game on Thanksgiving. Somebody step up and do something about it. Please. Uh, but uh, because it's one of the best games, it's one of the. It goes back and forth, back and forth. They had t- they were tied forever this series, um, and Massic. Remember they Massic upset them a few years ago, and and I think knocked Newtown out of the playoffs. Yep. Uh, so with with uh, Mason, right? I mean, so that's it's a great rivalry game. This year, though, man, Newtown has just showed you something. They won, you know, they won all their alliance games. They won the SEC games. They show the SECs what what. I think the SEC is not great. You know, which is why I probably should go back and ch- change my Cheshire pick. SEC has not been great this year. Uh, we, you know, even hand you're starting to wonder about. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going with Newtown as well. Yep. I, I feel like New- is it at Newtown or at Massick? It's at Massick. Yeah. But I don't. This is. I like Newtown. Massick is just weird. You see them in some games. You're like, wow, they're great. Uh, they did not show up against Weston, which and I they did not show up against Cheshire. Well, they did show up against Weston, but they got run off the field by Weston. And West they too. didn't show up against Cheshire. Right. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Do tell. Next game. Now this is the first time we're picking more than ten games, so this is the eleventh game mm-hmm. of the of the week. We got the longest Thanksgiving series ever. Four and five New London at six and three NFA. NFA has been just a, what a wild season for NFA. It looked like they were completely going to get run run out of the out of the building. Uh, they lost to Cheshire. They lost their top two quarterbacks. They got a third stringer in there, but they have such great receivers. And uh, they're playing great as of late. They beat Killingly on that crazy hook and lateral play. Uh, yeah, Jason McCool's to get his first state playoff uh, state playoff berth. They can complete the class double L field Wednesday afternoon. I don't know if Lou London's going to be up for a Wednesday afternoon game. NFA, though, they know what's at stake, man. The first state playoff berth is 2014. I'm going with the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm going with Lots NFA of weapons. too. I just... It's gonna. It hurts because you know Shelton really needs them to lose. And I think Shelton's yeah. really good. I don't think Shelton's anyway. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with NFA. All right. All right. So we're gonna head down to Bridgeport for the long time series between three and six Harding and zero and nine Bridgeport Central. Before we dive in the game, I don't think we mentioned this. Uh, Troy Rainey from Harding committed to Bowling Green D1 yeah. MAC program. So. Probably Maction. watch him. Yeah, watch him on some Wednesday and Thursday nights. Maction. A little action. Um, <laughs> kind of flying under the radar. Harding's three and six. Yeah. Um, you know the better of the Bridgeport schools this year. You know Bridgeport Central struggled uh, all year. Lost a really close one to Bassick. I don't think they're there yet. Um, Harding's won the last five of this series. I'm 
I'm taking Harding. Yeah, I'm taking Harding too. I just have just a few more uh, good, better players, and you know, Bridgeport Central just hasn't uh, been able to put it together. They, I think their only shot of the win was the, the Bassic one. They they yep. were basically five yards away. Harding's better. I'm taking Harding. All right, now we're in Norwalk for the Sam Testa Trophy. Four and five Norwalk at two and seven McMahon. Mick, uh, Norwalk's won five in a row. McMahon really hasn't been in this series since AJ Albano was coaching mm-hmm. at McMahon, and they were just missing out on playoff spots, winning seven, eight games. Yeah. Other than that, it's been all Bears. Um, I think that stays. I think Kyle Gordon is one of the best athletes yep. in the FCAC, and I've had multiple highly respected FCAC coaches tell me that. He's an all-state player for sure. And A.J. Robinson, sneaky A.J. Robinson, when they played the Danbury game, he had two receiving touchdowns, he had two interceptions, he had a kick return for a touchdown. Kid is a freak, just a great playmaker. I think this is Norwalking. They'll make it six in a row. Yeah. Go Bears. I'm with you too. Sean Ireland, I mean, when you have a guy like that, when you have a guy like Gordon on your team, he's going to put on a show in this final game. Uh, listen, the Norwalk's been pretty good this year for the most part. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. All right. The Bears. Uh, this one's easy. The Bears. I don't even know if we need to talk about this one, especially after the last couple of weeks. You had 9-0 in Sonia and 5-4 and in Norgatuck. Norgatuck's lost four straight games and eight in a row against Ansonia. I'm goodness. picking Ansonia, and right here I put next. So. Yeah. Ansonia too? Noggy. Uh, and they're just losing Malachi Gaddis and several, several others. Malachi got completely has deflated this team like a, like a you know, balloon popping. Yeah. Um, no one's beaten Ansonia since Nogi did it almost 10 years ago. And almost 100 games now for Ansonia. Win streak in the NVL. Nobody beats Ansonia. I'm, I'm picking Ansonia. Yeah, I think Ansonia is going to go 10-0 and in uh, the preseason. And uh, they're with their regular <laughs> season starting uh, next Tuesday. All right. Now we got the final game, <clears throat> which I think this is. I hate that they called it this game because everyone in their, everyone else calls it their Thanksgiving game. This, but we have the Turkey Bowl, seven and two New Canaan oh, yeah. at nine and oh. Oh, Dairy I thought you meant Weston Barlow. Weston Barlow's the Turkey Bowl. I have yeah, a T-shirt I, to prove it. I just I hate oh the Turkey Bowl. So clever guys. But like yeah, New Canaan and Darien have completely co-opted the Turkey Bowl name, and that's not fair. But I just <clears> think <throat> it's dumb to even call it that. It's like let's call it the, the Marinelli Bowl. <laughs> oh, we we already had that. Never mind. The Trafone uh, Marinelli extravaganza. <laughs> Just like made it be original. Anyway, this game's always great every year. Every I think, year, I think you know we should just should have a better name. But I mean, who would have thought? We talked about this earlier, five six weeks ago. McKinnon has a shot to not only get in, even That's if they the lose, because we said they have to beat Darian. They have a shot for a home game yeah. if they win. Yeah, this well, game, we'll get to see Drew Pine in the playoffs again, which is good, almost guaranteed. Year. Straight years. When was the last quarter? You've been doing this, obviously, a lot longer than I have, but four years started to make the playoffs all four years. Uh, that's a great question. Nick Vandell didn't do it for hand. Uh, uh, Phoenix is going to go three years in a row. Yeah, three years. Summers did, what, two years? Yeah, Chico's. two years. I mean, this guy, four straight years, you're going to have to go back to, like, I don't know, you know maybe <laughs> – doesn't happen often. You see a freshman come in, light it up for four years straight, and win a state championship as freshman year. Yeah, you know. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that's good for New Canaan. I mean, I don't like that this game doesn't is probably not going to mean a whole heck of a lot when by the time Thanksgiving Day rolls around. But you know what? They're going to show up for it. They're going to pack the Darien lots. They're going to really you know, sold out. I got my parking pass that has a raised seal on it. I'm going to I'm going to frame this goodness. thing. We already have police uh, advisories about the game. Get in there. Get there. Be there early, man. Get there. Be, be there or be square because you're going to be out. I think I'm going to ask uh, Erickson if I could crash at his place <laughs> Wednesday night. But, it, you know, uh, it's not a boil this year, which, you know, hey, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? I kind of like that it's not. I understand. Well, it doesn't mean as much. So I understand why, because there's other people from outside of New Canaan and Darien who want to go to the game. They're mad that they're not going to be able mad. to go, yeah. But if we're going to, I like that idea of playing it at a home field and getting that feel. And I believe the tickets were sold 60-40 for Darien. Um, understandable because they're the home team. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty crazy packed. And gonna, I've never been to this game. I've only heard great things. Uh, I will be there on Thanksgiving this year. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, Drew Pine has played Darien three times. He's 2-1, and one, and he lost in overtime to Fresh. When we, I was talking to Dave Street about this, when was the last time he came quarterback beat Darien three times? You know? Michael Collins is part of the team that lost to Darian and beat him in the super, uh, beat him in the championship. Yeah, you know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, 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 Malone. Well, I, <laughs> I've seen Darian uh, twice. I think they're good. I don't think they're that good. Hmm? Um, I think I just there's just something about this game that's just weird. Yeah, it definitely has it's a weird feeling to weird. it. Weird. Uh, but since the St. Joe's game, Drew Pine, 12 touchdowns, one interception in five games. But Jackson, Darian's got Jackson Peters, though. Jackson Peters is great. I just... Uh, he has carried the team for the most part. I mean, like, they've got some good players. I mean, yeah. I love Graham. Oh, and shout-out to Little Levanchuk. Um, not the home of Little Levanchuk. He beat me up. He's got 10 sacks this year. It's a sophomore. Talk about great players. How about Sam Wilson? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That kid, it, that he leads the defense. You have Jackson Peters in the second division. But Wilson leads the defense. I mean... Uh, a defensive linebacker, uh, you know, I, it's a it, especially the times I the times I saw them. It was Drew Pine basically leading a pretty green team. Uh, they've played well of late. They haven't played anybody like uh, of significance. I think that hurts them a little bit. Meanwhile, Darian was playing Greenwiches and and such. I mean, no one was playing St. Joe. What come St. Joe was on these guys' schedule? You know, it's just, but uh, you know, this, it could go either way. I I, I think Darian's do though. I think Darien's finally due to win this game. Uh, they're finally it's at their home field. They have their fans going. They're going to be playing on. With, they're going to be playing uh, the the Minnesota fight song. Yeah, then they're all going to leave at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like Darien has a point to make here. You know that they're uh, they're in the run. I mean, I mean, they would love to just make you can just a little bit miserable. They haven't they haven't beaten them in so long. I love Peter Graham and the Blue Wave. Go Wave. Um, I'm I'm going with New Canaan here. I, I, I'm excited to see the chess match that's going to happen between Lou Marinelli and Rob Trafone. Um I just think when it comes down to a game like this, who's the best player on the field? Drew Pine's the best player yeah, on Drew the Pine, field. Yeah. I'm going with the Rams. In a game like this, you go with the best player on the field. I think he beats Darian for three, uh, three years, which I think is awesome. And then New Canaan gets a home game. Who the heck would have thought of that? Well, I said they don't get a home game, Pete. I no, I know. Darian, but well, I'm them. saying if New Canaan wins, they get a home game. How crazy is that? It is crazy. But yeah. I say Darian wins and makes it moot. Oh, well. But they get in anyway, so it's all Yeah, good. it's going to be. It's, 
it's just wild. Like everything, I would love to listen to the first episode. <laughs> a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it always works out. Uh, uh, so we're gonna that's it. we'll have 15 games, and then next week we will be back with 16, all 16 quarterfinal games. We will pick, which has been a real treat to put together on Photoshop. Uh, I'm kind of checked out, Pete. I'm so I'm exhausted. Done. I'm I've done. Got, I got to finish. I got a lot of work to do. Capsules. Yeah, so let's just wrap oh. this thing up. We've, it's been a long show. Um, so get out there. Get to a game. Save Thanksgiving Day football. Save Thanksgiving Day football. Don't let it go. And if Embrace anyone, it. If Love it. Go to games. Give them money. Make them. Make it a not. Give us money. Make it not a choice. Yeah, give us money. Come to the site. <laughs> not a choice. Give money, so donate money to your schools. Make sure you show up. It'll be, it should be a good day. Maybe a little windy. The Wednesday night games, you guys are gonna freeze. Play it on Thanksgiving morning. Let's go. Let's keep this. We'll see you in the playoffs for Pete Pagaga. I'm Sean Patrick Bowley. Save Thanksgiving football. This has been the Media Game Times ET. Later.